Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 10, all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, have you got a highlight of the week past? I have. Now, um, I know that um, Uber Eats is pretty big on the takeaway market these days, but I discovered an untapped resource for takeaway uh, food on the weekend. Right. Well, actually, last week. Um, So, Mrs. at her work, someone brought in uh, their pets. uh, Works at a vet. So works, it's works kind of normal that they bring pets. in pets. So yeah. I feel like you know where this is going. Yep. Um, so she brought in so these other ladies had these pet quails, and apparently domesticated, and they they uh, come in and get their checkup, or whatever the fuck you do with a quail uh, besides eat it. Right. Um, and one of them laid an egg, and so the clinic was sort of like, "Oh, look at this little quail egg," and Mrs. is like. Yum. <laughs> so, so she stole the egg <laughs> and brought it home. I was like, "Look, baby, look what I've got," and I'm like. Is that a quail egg? I'm like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, cool, but where? So I got it from work. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about uh, getting my dinner from work from a vet clinic, but <laughs> well, but one quail egg too. I mean, just, just the one. Yeah. What what can you do with one quail egg? But I, I want to see the the footage of it because <laughs> I just want to see everyone in the clinic being like, what where, where'd the egg go? What happened? <laughs> and then them sort of have huddled together and be like, do you? Do you think it was the Asian girl? <laughs> and nobody wants to point. Nobody's going to point it out. <laughs> and then, and then, seeing the footage, I'm going, "I told you, I was right." <laughs> so yeah, scored a, a quail egg. Uh, yeah, but, but unfortunately, there's two of us. I'm going to say there's not much of a feed because it is smaller than a Cadbury cream egg. Yeah, mm. yeah, and probably not as tasty. Yeah, but she was stoked as fuck. So yeah, yeah. Um, be careful where you take your pets, kids. <laughs> Uber Eats was a bit late to the market, though, from what I remember as a, a younger lad. Um, the whole mm get shit delivered to you, we used to call a cab and tell them to pick up a slab on the way. Yeah. It's got to be was, an expensive way to do it, though. When I was 17, well, when you're 17 yeah. um, and you don't have access to an older sibling's license like some people did, um, yeah, and the cabbie would turn up and be like, you guys 18? I'm like, yeah, close enough. And he's like, well, I can't give you the beer then. I'm like, well, you can't get paid for it then. <laughs> he's like... I'll just go and see your parents. Is that my fucking house? (laughs) Uh, With that fail, they gave it to us. Um, So I think I invented Uber Eats, but with liquor. That guy's name? Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) Gave him the idea. All right. Well, we're not going to do your highlight of the week, Josh, because it's been quite a chumumptuous. uh, Chumumptuous. Chumumptuous. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling. Chaotic. Oh, hang on. Chumultuous. We we didn't get a a question from Steve on Twitter today. No no question from Slingshot Footy. So so I made one up. Um, (laughs) This is from Steve from Twitter. Uh, Why are the players allowed to drink beer on a Friday night? (laughs) 
Uh, right, so we're talking about Daisy Thomas, are we? Talking about Daisy Thomas, talking about every other person that's been caught, or I say caught in inverted commas, because they weren't hiding. Yeah. Uh, they were just out enjoying themselves, well, having a beer. I thought that was poor form from the uh, playing group. I mean, everyone at Carlton should know you have to stand by your man when they <laughs> go and get boozed. Um, and they, they got hung out to dry. And it was funny, too, because I remember, because we went to the Friday night match. Um, when? Oh, no, it was Saturday night match. Friday night, I reckon. No, they didn't go to no matches this weekend. Last weekend. Weekend before, we might have. Yeah. How many beers you have on Friday night? <laughs> Quite a few. Um, well, there's a big crowd going to the Grand Hyatt, but apparently I'm always lost. <laughs> yeah, keep going anyway. Oh, anyway. They're all dressed up and I was wondering where the fuck they were going, but uh, apparently that was it. I could have tagged along. Yeah. yeah. They're telling Carlton not to stand, to stand by their man. They can't do it on the field, let alone yeah. off the field. So, And it was Sunday, the last game we went to as well. <laughs> no, fuck. <Is> that- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, yeah, it was. It was Richmond, Richmond Hawthorne. Um, yeah, so why can't they drink on the Friday nights? Uh, well, basically, the simple reason is Steve on Twitter, who didn't ask this question, <laughs> is because they said that they would. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. Is I don't think that the clubs don't impose like these. You know, you got to keep yourself fit. Um, therefore, you know, drinking two nights before a game is out of the is, is off limits. It's, you're not allowed because of contracts. Yeah, that doesn't happen. It's usually the player groups or the leadership groups that get together and say, "Okay, guys, we're going to show our commitment by not drinking uh, during the season." And all the players go, "Yeah, let's yeah. do that." And then they <laughs> secretly go. I'm going to have a couple of beers, though. And so it's basically Catholic schoolgirls promising their virginity to God. Yeah. Pretty much, and then they get fucked in the ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember playing <laughs> playing country footy, and they'd be like, all right, no drinking Friday night before the game. And some of the seniors would be going around to the pubs to check, and then they'd be having a few drinks while they were there. Yeah, the bigger is having drinks at halftime. I'm going to say, yeah. it's, it's usually, look, no drinks on the way to the game. Yeah, Please, yeah, guys. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember finishing the game, and there's cold beers ready to go, and... You never get pissed quicker than when you've sweated out all your water weight. Yeah. Um, country basketball was like this, and, and Brenton, you might know who I'm talking about here, but yep, already. Uh, it's a six-hour <laughs> <laughs> six drive from uh, Broken Hill to Adelaide, where most of the uh, carnivals happened. And there was one bloke who happened to be about six foot ten and didn't mind a beer. Name him. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, his, uh, his limit was uh, a case of beer. That's all he was allowed for the yeah. six-hour bus trip um, to get it there. And everyone knew he was fine. He was going to do it. He was Andre the Giant of the town. He was, very much so. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was more than, on more than one occasion, I remember him, like, we'd play, you know, three games on the Saturday. They'd yeah. go out on Saturday night, and then we'd have to play another three or four games on the Sunday. And uh, it'd be 8 o'clock, and he'd be just looking out into the car park, you know, uh, crack, another, <laughs> another beer, and they're like, what are you doing, mate? Why are you drinking another beer? Because it was cold? <laughs> Fair enough. That's just the way he plays. Um, but anyway. All right. Uh, so that's our questions from Twitter. <laughs> so, Josh, usually we do a highlight of the week here, but since it's been a big weekend for the North, we thought we'd just go straight into your uh, your thoughts on the coaching situation. Well, I think after 10 years, I don't think any – he's no Kevin Sheedy, Brad Scott. Um, so I think 10 years is about all any coach could ever expect when they sign on the dotted line. Oh, no, way more. Yeah. Like, I think if you get over five years, you've, geez, you've done something right. Yeah. He's yeah. got 10. Yeah. And to be fair, it seemed to be quite, um, quite a decent breakup on each side. Uh, he, he said, you know, I, I don't think my leadership is what best for the club at the moment. And the club said, I reckon you might be right. <laughs> um, and so he's just, uh, exited stage right. And the, the whole, um, 
talk about it. The funny thing is, Ben Cunnington didn't find out until he turned up to the game. Yeah, because he he's not on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone well, else knew. Everyone else is in the WhatsApp group for the players. Yeah. And, yeah, poor old Cunners. Um, I even heard uh, James Brayshaw say on the radio that Cunners had a tear in his eye. And I thought, well, that's what it takes. Well, he thought yeah. he was coaching that day. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and apparently... He is well liked by a lot of the players. Uh, apparently, particularly Luke McDonald and uh, Robbie Tarrant. Uh, he did say he felt sorry for Norton playing on Tarrant that game because Tarrant was fucking fired <laughs> up, um, and he, he wasn't too worried about it. Luke McDonald was playing on. Uh, that just didn't matter. Didn't matter. Um, yeah. But uh, all the speculation that was around who replaces him—it's been fucking hilarious. I, at the start of the season, I joined some of the the nuffiest. Facebook groups for North Melbourne supporters. Again, you, it's your fault. No, look, it is. It is. I'll, I'll cop that on the chin. But um, yeah, you're you're the administrator of them. Though. That's the, <laughs> the thing is, I think we all live in a bit of a bubble sometimes. When we go to the footy, we're we're generally in the AFL membership area. So you know, we're we're not in the nuffy spots quite often. We're, we're in spots with nuffies. We are the nuffiest. Yeah. yeah. Um, depends. No, who's definitely not. Yeah. Um, so. I, I, for a long time, I thought, well, North doesn't really have that many Nuffy supporters. They all seem like grandmas or kids or whatever. And fuck me, was I wrong? <laughs> you found them. Yeah, I, I, they straight up headbutted my phone through the <laughs> internet somehow. Um, it's the classic, isn't it, though? Everyone reckons, you know, oh, supporters of this club are the worst and yeah. supporters of that club are the worst. No, no, no. Every club has their dickhead supporters. Are the worst. Yeah, yeah. Some of them just yeah. have more supporters and therefore more dickheads. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the posts was trying to say we should get Dennis Pagan back. Um, I did yeah. have to read through some fucking shocking spelling to get there. Dennis has <laughs> just joined Facebook, so, you know, it's yeah. the first. Um, and instantly I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I did actually start to write reasons, and I'm like, I shouldn't really have to. No. This should just be a no. Uh, and then other ones were like, Sam Mitchell, we'll get him in. Uh, he's not qualified. Um, doesn't have the level four, and with the James Hurd incident, no one's going to hire a non-level four coach these days. Yeah. I think he's still a year off. Um, and then other names thrown forward were like Wayne Carey, David King. I'm like, no. How about, how about somebody that's a coach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, David King was an assistant coach back in the day, I guess. Yeah, when? Uh, back when Dennis Pagan was fucking coach. 2009, somewhere yeah. around there. I don't know. Um, and it, it's just, part of me is kind of half proud just to know that we uh, do have enough members to have the Nuffies too. <laughs> um, and they pay their membership. Fuck it. Get in there, lads. Why not? You know, and the funny thing is too, though. Scarves. For the last, you know, 10 weeks or nine rounds or whatever. No, 10 rounds pretty 10 much. Rounds. King um, there's been a whole, oh, I'm never going to buy my membership as long as Brad Scott's there. I'm not yeah. going to buy North Merch while Brad Scott's there. And he's not fucking there anymore, lads. So put your fucking money in there. Yeah, you've got 10, 10 years worth of savings. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm expecting well, a fuck ton of merch sales right uh, about this week. It's I do like all the, um, there's been a lot of media around it, obviously, and a lot of interviews and stuff like that. And he's come out smelling fucking rosy for a bloke that essentially, you're right, Essentially got sacked. Yeah. He hasn't been sacked, but, but um, sacked. it sounds like he's gone in there and said, look, mate, a couple of years ago, we had a plan. We're going to off these uh, veterans, you know, and they got rid of... Uh, uh, Petrie, Ferrito, Del Santo, and Boomer. Boomer, yep. Um, and said, that'll free us up salary cap. We'll get a big fish. And they couldn't attract the big fish. So they said, well, we've gone that way, and we couldn't get the, the last piece of the puzzle. So the only other way to do it is through the draft. Mate, I couldn't be fucked being around here for that. Yeah. You blokes can sort it out, and uh, I'll give you plenty of time to do it. And I think it's, it's turned out really well. And he's handled himself, I believe, everything he said in every interview he's done since. 
Um, mm. like where he said, you know, didn't tell the manager, I haven't shot myself around yet. I believe him, 100%. Yeah. yeah um, I don't think he deserves to be finished up either. I mean, you know. He won't be. He's got a 50% win-loss rate, or, you know, <laughs> 50.0, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's better than 50%, yeah. Yeah, by a fraction, um, which is still better than a lot of coaches. Um, and I think he would have a lot to offer, even just as an assistant. Well, somebody said, you know, um, he's a better coach today than he was 10 years ago. And yeah. 10 years ago, he got the nod. So yeah, true. Makes sense. Um, but the way he's exited means he hasn't done himself any harm at all. No. If, quite the opposite. If anything, he's shown that he puts the welfare of the club above uh, his own ego, yeah. which if you're a, a club looking at hiring a coach, you're going to take that to the bank. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, guys like Ratten in the system are probably maybe slightly ahead of him, um, just because he had the same thing happen to him, really, except it was a bit messier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could easily see him getting picked up as an assistant at a bunch of places and maybe even the top job, depending on how a few teams go. No, I reckon there's a few people that are betting on him uh, getting the top job, um, almost guaranteed. And if he does, it'll be at a team like it's be Carlton, Essendon or St Kilda, depending on how the rest of the season goes. And all of those teams have already done the big bottom out. Yeah. Um, so they've got the young kids in there that are ready to shine. I think Essendon would be the best matchup, which is why I hope he doesn't go there. Yeah, because yeah. I think uh, his his style of play is a little bit less run and gun than Essendon's been doing. Yep. But they have the class to be able to affect that, whereas North didn't. And also, he tends to be a bit more of a hard ass, and Essendon don't have those players, or at least the ones they do have aren't really d- demonstrating yeah. it. So if they get a bit harder, a bit uh, well, more possession based, they could be very tough. So I'm, hopefully, he ends up at St Kilda. I, guess I, I hope he ends up at St Kilda too, because if he gets in charge of Carlton. There is some fucking raw talent at Carlton. They just are yeah. so disorganised. Yeah. If somebody organises them, they are dangerous. And if he's in charge at Carlton, anyone over 30 should be fucking concerned. Yeah. Kasbolt's getting traded. <laughs> uh, and he'll trade him for a fucking Big Mac if he has to. I say, Daisy Thomas is going to organise a kegger. It'll be funny if he tra- trades him to North for a fuck ton of cash. <laughs> <laughs> Big fish, motherfuckers! I know what your budget is, motherfucker. Um, so now the speculation is who gets the job next year, and the answer is everybody, um, apparently. Well, yeah. I we mean, can throw our own names in. Uh, Reshaw, obviously, being the caretaker, there's a very uh, low conversion rate for that, though. And There I, is these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's, the, he's quite ready. He, he's won assistant of the year twice, so he's the best assistant going around at the moment. Is but, he? Yeah, yeah at, at Sydney. Um, but I, I don't quite think he's ready for that. I am glad they went with him, though, over Croc. Crocker. Well, because Crocker's not a coach anymore, either. He's a director of football or something like that. Yeah, but right. he was... Uh, he did it last time, yeah. He took over when Brad Scott had his back injury and also when Laidley, went to Scott, uh, Laidley got sacked. So I, I think him moving out of the coaching team is also a good option. Yeah. Um, and I have heard there's going to be more coaching purges. So they're going to... Try and bring a coaching team in, not yeah. just a coach. Well, they've got the money to spend. Um, yeah. And it sounds like, you know, that's why they made a decision so early is that they can go and really make um, a, a good canvas of what's available out there. And, you know, even though uh, Longmire and Simpson have already come out and said, no, nah, mate, I'm good. I'm fine where I am. The job is they've got to go ask them. Oh, like, shit, yeah. They're going to say no, but yeah. it's your job to make sure that they are going to say no. Well, I mean, they already had to knock back Ross Lyon. Because uh, when he found out the marketing department puts out through Goldstein, uh, he had his resume in, and they're like, "Fucking hell!" Just strap yourselves in, boys. <laughs> um, but I, I said before, uh, I think the box is actually Jade Rawlings. You reckon? Um, primarily because he's he's done the assistant uh, Richmond, Brisbane, and uh, Melbourne. 
He's currently head coach of Casey Demons, and they're doing, you know, decent. Okay. And having a head coach from a VFL level, I think, actually prepares you better than if you're an assistant coach at the AFL level, because you're already used to being in charge. In charge, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they went ratting. See, you're talking to him, you have to. Yeah. And same with Longmire and Simpson. Simpson ain't going to leave. Like, you're not leaving a, a premiership team in a no. premiership window with uh, the and, resources of West Coast. And I think he just signed a, like a three-year extension. Yeah. So I, he's, just, he's not going anywhere. Look, you can always ask. No harm in asking, but he, he ain't leaving. Bratton's at Hawthorne, right? No, he's no, at he's St. Kilda a, this year. Yeah. St. Kilda. Which no, is what weird. makes me think he's not going anywhere because I think uh, Saints, if they well, fall to form that we expect, he could be in the in the seat next year. Box seat, yeah. yeah. Um, or back to uh, Carlton. And I think even though Saints have gone pretty well this year, you know, the first 10 rounds have done a lot better than what I thought they would. Apparently, uh, Alan Richardson's um, contract, it has some pretty steep fucking uh, clauses for him to get the next year. Right. So it's it's almost he's you know, on a hiding to nothing to... He'd to have to renegotiate. Something, something like that, yeah. Well, the thing is, at least the... The football staff and the fans are on the same page with expectations St. Kilda, which is fucking massive. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the two other coaches under pressure would be Worsfold and... Um, Bolton. Oh, yeah. oh, Worsfold, Bolton. Maybe even Hinkley and... Um, I think Hinkley's definitely a step behind those those other three, though. Yeah. Richardson, Bolton and uh, Worsfold. And maybe even um, oh, Old Man at Melbourne. Oh, Goodwin. Uh, Goodwin. Oh, I told you, didn't I say it? Like when we're doing our preseason stuff, like I thought, yeah, Melbourne are going to go great. Then just before round one, they signed him to a new yeah, yeah. extension. And I'm like, that is the worst time. Anytime you sign a coach to an extended extension before round one, they fuck up. It is without fail. So he's got three years? Uh, an extra, I think it might have been three now because it was an extra two or something like that. Yeah. Right. You just so don't do it. Don't um, do it before round one. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, they can afford to pay him out, and they probably would, uh, except for the fact that their supporters are kind of, they kind of expected this. So I don't think there is. Um, what angry. Melbourne? Yeah, they did not expect this. No. Well, they're used to this. They're I should used say. to this. They did not expect it. Not this year. I anyway. think in their heart of hearts they did, but um, <laughs> no, I think uh, other names to be thrown up: uh, Brady Rawlings as well. He's yeah. here at West Coast, um, which would be kind of funny if we. Had a brother v brother again, again at some stage. Yeah. Um, and who else has carted around? Um, Scott Burns. Scott Burns is at, Burns, is at yeah. Hawthorne at the minute. Who I think he did time at uh, Collingwood and West Coast as well yep. as an assistant. Yep. I reckon he's a great, uh, great option. Yeah, and obviously Clarkson's another one that's been thrown up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on where his head's at. He's done everything Hawthorne he can do, so maybe he's up for a new challenge. And if he is, he'll probably get a fat fucking paycheck to do it. Yeah, the other but, problem is I think Hawthorne's cashed up. He's already getting the fat fucking paychecks yeah. and he yeah. has to run everything his way. But again, you, you like, ask. like we said, it's North Melbourne's job to make sure he's going to say no. You know, They've got to go ask the question. Yeah, and look, if there's one thing North hasn't been shy in doing in the past few years, it's asking yeah. the question. I say they're, they're sick of being knocked back by players. Now they're going to be knocked back by coaches. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but there's uh, plenty of talent run around in the assistant coaches ranks, in, well, especially in uh, Melbourne alone, and also in the line coaches. Because um, yeah. the uh, the rough word I got I got told was that they're speaking to Hurd as a midfield coach. It's not terrible. I honestly, if they do that, I'm fucking on board. <laughs> um, hey, how about this? How about you get uh, Vossi as a head coach? Hurdy as a midfield, and then Justin Lepich as a backline coach. That'd be a dream team of modern coaching for sure. Be fucking all Dude, right. Old timers be fucking tough. Yeah. Plus, like the rapport with players has to be good because yeah. you know they're players themselves. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you keep Hurd away from the med room, but uh, <laughs> you know, as a footy brain, yeah. he is 
probably the best going around at the moment. Like there's not, who's not employed at a club. He's not employed, yeah. even 90% of the people that are. Yeah. Um, his player welfare sucked, but yeah. that's that's been talked uh, he, about by many people. Yeah, exactly. He trusted the wrong people. Um, one more name I'll throw up there as well is Chris Newman, who, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. reigning VFL premiership coach. Yep. Um, not coaching the VFL this year, but he's another one who's been around for a few years and, like I said, been in charge of his own side. Um, quite successfully, but uh, yeah. Well, Robert Harvey was another one that people were sort of touting, but I think he's he's keyed up for other jobs. It's it's hard to p- pull anybody out of Collingwood. Yeah. Um, they like it there. And he's been there for oh, he, a long while now. Must be 10 years. Yeah. yeah. He's probably under more scrutiny as assistant at Collingwood than he would be as the coach at North. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but we'll get into the games <laughs> of uh, uh, Indigenous Round or Sir Doug Nichols. Uh, round and all started off on. Uh, did you do the Google on Sir Doug Nichols? He's fucking. The freak. freak was amazing. He's Bo Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> he did everything. I did not. No, no. He's uh, he played footy for. Oh Jesus Christ! I was going to say Fitzroy. I'm not quite sure now, but he did play a bit of VFL footy and um, he was a senator and he uh, se- senator. No, he was in South Australian Parliament. Um, but he did fucking everything. Right. No. Yeah. It like. Ridiculous. And obviously, being an Aboriginal bloke back at that stage, uh, he was a, a pastor and he actually built, like, you know, assembled churches and yeah. congregations and whatnot. So it wasn't all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, ma- massive. Uh, Stoner. Maybe he was. I don't know. He was massive on the reconciliation movement. Um, he, he got a, a fucking knighthood. Which is yeah, it's a third part. Not many, yeah, but, not many Australian knights. Is not it? many Austra- <laughs> Aboriginal Australian knights. <laughs> I can fucking be sure of that. Yeah. Um, and just uh, governor of South Australia and yeah, all governor. the shit he did uh, back in a time when Australia was pretty fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, last year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Collingwood and uh, Sydney Swans. Um, Jesus Christ, the inaccuracy of Collingwood is starting to piss me off because um, I, I did tip them <coughs> and I was I could almost. Convinced to go uh, against the Collingwood tip with all their outs and the fact that Buddy was back in. Yeah. Well, they did have, um, obviously, Elliot was out and he's been very off and a little bit on yeah. for some games. But um, they were sure, was it Par- uh, Darcy Moore playing this one or was he out? No, he's out as well. He was out, oh. yeah. So you're relying on, even my check was, uh, no, he was in, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so Jordan Ruffhead had to play on uh, on Buddy. Yeah, and, that's right. And Buddy wasn't, you know, up to his usual self, but still. Um, Dugowie, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Jordan did well. Yeah, Dugowie didn't play. Yeah, he was out as well. So obviously a bit thin in their forward line, yeah. which uh, probably not used to, but yeah. I think a lot of uh, goals scored from midfielders as well. We were watching this one, and a uh, bit of a joke was made. Uh, Daniel Wells had a fucking top start. He was best on ground for the first half. And uh, we we did make the comment that he's going to fall over. Yep. And, and sure he enough, over. he did. And it's funny for me to see all the Collingwood supporters going, oh, Wellsy, such a champ. Hope he gets himself right. And I'm like, I know that feeling. <laughs> I, I sympathise, lads. I've been there for uh, a decade. That's right. Last year was contract year, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it's, it's the poor bastard because... He's got one honest, more. He yeah. got he got rushed back in, um, I feel, a little bit because their injuries, injuries were so severe. And I reckon there might have been a little bit, hey, it's Sir Doug Nichols' round. We wouldn't mind an Indigenous lad running yeah. out there. Um, I don't suggest that that's how they do their uh, um, selection. However, he had played two weeks in the VFL and wasn't really tearing the house down either. He did this match, though. He was brilliant. Like I said, he was just about best on ground. He was certainly best on ground for uh, Collingwood in the first half. Yeah. Um, He kicked three goals. But when he went down, instantly you go, ah, it's his career. Yeah, well, I thought he he thought the same thing as well, didn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the most painful <laughs> thing about the bloke. A phenomenal talent, but his body just doesn't handle yeah, AFL just, footy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just not, uh, certainly in the last five years. Mm. Um, was, I think it was pretty um, durable in his first seven or eight at uh, at North. I can't quite remember, but he's yeah. got up to 200 games. So, Well, he had one um, Achilles injury, I think it was. And apparently that was because he's got flat feet and he never wore orthotics. Uh, wore orthotics for a season, and apparently that messed up his knees because yeah, right. you're changing the whole uh, structure of the walking and running gait. Yeah. And uh, so he took those out, and it fucked up his ankles. So he, he needs like about five foot. What he needs? Yeah, needs to play in the NT or uh, have about five seasons off to get his bow leggedness correct. Yeah. yeah. It was funny, the return of Buddy, you're expecting, you know, big shot forward, but it was Sam Reed who came through with the good. Six goals, wasn't he? Buddy was a decoy. Yeah, basically. Um, for a lot of it. And Buddy was giving away a lot of free kicks, I, I thought as well. Um, some of that I thought was a little bit uh, unfair, but yeah. um, otherwise was, he just wasn't in the right position to do what he needed to do. Yeah, and once he starts getting a little bit of a roll on free kicks, he loves to really push his limits. He does. So he figures, ah, don't give, give me another one. Uh, <laughs> yep, they will, they will. Yeah, I'm going to say, if they're going to give me another one, I'm going to make sure it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And yes, not a, not a small unit, not yeah. at all. But yeah, Sam Reid was brilliant. I think kicked six and got the uh, Goods O'Loughlin Medal or the O'Loughlin Goods Medal, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, for best on ground for that. And so, obviously, Grundy having an All Star season in the ruck just continued that on, but it wasn't much that to compete against. So it seemed like Sydney's goal was just to shark bounces, um, <laughs> try and get as many people. I couldn't see a lot of the, the behind the play, obviously, because they weren't in the game. But uh, I'm interested to see what their setup was with the the back six, if they were just rushing forward to try and uh, mitigate well, that half kick out. A lot of mm. the times when uh, Collingwood were going forward, what they should have done is gone, there's a Lear, a Lear, I'll kick it somewhere else. Yeah. Because mm. he was playing by himself. And you mean just, Magic Door? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, poor lad. Uh, don't kick it in the air to him because he's got a free run at it. He's he's not going to lose the marking contest. He might not win it every time, but he's not going to lose. Um, so just don't bomb it long. Yeah. Well, it was funny with BT calling him Mad Jack. Um, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, you done fucked up, Gramps. But that's kind of it. Like, I believe so too. That's that's the end of it. It should be yeah. like, uh, mate, you fucked up. It's like you do this for a job, do you, dickhead? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of fucked up there. Anyway, but, moving on. It, yeah. There was that's the end of it. Uh, that's that's really about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, having said that, Aliyah was very dangerous in that role. And uh, it, it doesn't help that he plays a similar role to Magic Door too. Yeah, exactly. In a different team, but uh, still. Um, all right, on to uh, Hawthorne and Port Adelaide down in Hobart. Uh, sorry, Hobart. Down in Launceston. Um, and this one, Hawks sort of got out, kicked four goals to zip in the first quarter, and then just held that lead for the entire game. Yep, that was... And that's uh, just smart play, really. They didn't try and defend the lead. They didn't try and, you know, bury them. They just uh, cruised. Well, it wasn't the most skillful match, I'm going to be honest. Well, it's in Tassie. They never are. Plenty of mistakes in front of 300 people. (laughs) But Port just never really seemed like they were interested in playing the game, to be honest. And there were a few, like Scrimshaw went down. He's out for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. Obviously, in your uh, fantasy team. Yep, exactly. (laughs) That's how you know. Um, He was having a blinder, too. He was really using the ball well. Yeah, yeah. But even, like... Wingard, I thought, had a decent game, but he got talked up way better than what I thought his worth was. Yep, I agree. Um, it was interesting in the, I think it was the first quarter, or might have been uh, in the second. Yeah. Um, he tried a blind turn, and he turned into two tacklers and got absolutely yeah. mauled. So it was a three-on-one tackle, and it was his fault. 
Um, you know, but it was you'd see that Port Adelaide enjoyed that. What yeah. I like was then Sean Burgoyne and a few others ran in. Now there was nothing untoward in what Port Adelaide did. Yeah. They were just running in to say, "Hey, we are here. Like, yeah, we're not letting you cop that." Yeah, even though it was completely fair, gave away a fifty, which is a bit unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. Um, I thought the pressure Hawthorne applied in the first half was brilliant. It's the mm. best that they've played all year. Yeah, well, Hawthorne have showed that their their well, attacking pressure, or well, basically their ball in dispute pressure, yeah. has been pretty pretty outstanding all year. It's just they can't continue it for the four quarters. Oh, they don't have the skill to play the way they used to. Yeah, either. But they did put Port on the pump, and that's the funny thing. Is we're talking about uh, actually Steve's question last week about where's the best place to watch the footy. Yeah, um, what you see behind play is almost as important as what's going on on the ball. That's what Definitely. you miss out on, yeah. the t- on TV, and and so you just miss that aspect of how Hawthorne were getting that many animals around the ball yeah. and where where they were sacrificing players on the field to have pressure, and how Port just couldn't find a way through and exploit it. Yeah, first game in recent memory that you know I could be asked looking out with only one multiple goal scorer. For the entire a lot match, of fucking goals in that goal score. <laughs> six, yeah, for Gunston. Yeah, he had zero a good day. points. Yeah, uh, no other motherfucker helping out. Yeah, helped helped fill the gap with Bruce being a bit wayward uh, last week. This week, he hasn't had a good year. To no. be honest, Bruce, I, I think he kicked four goals or five goals in one game. But besides yeah. that, he's missed some real simple set shots. Wasn't he well, the yeah. one that went like twenty-seven had, straight? At him one and stage? him and Tony Lockett have the record yeah. for consecutive goals. But yeah, I think that's really where Hawthorne's gone down. Is a few of those players that were. Um, your your second tier players that were yeah. playing out of their skins like yeah. Bruce uh, Isaac Smith um, yeah. they're just starting to hit an age hmm. um, yeah. you know he doesn't have that same explosive that he used to and um, doesn't have the same uh, fend off that he used to he got caught a couple of times hmm. um, the other one in this game too I, was, I saw was Sean Burgoyne um, late to the contest a few times and yeah. Just the, the silk is starting to got a few threads coming out in it. It is a bit, but he still does position himself around the contest well, so he's always an option when the yeah. in and under players are there. And that's his kick after that is generally the one that will set him up to push him forward. So he's not as smooth in the transitions, but he still has that football brain. He knows where to be at the right times. Hey, and uh, last thing on this game. Um, is Ricky Henderson the greatest delisted free agent of all time? Could be, yeah. His, his game was fantastic, actually. He's leading the best and fairest at the minute. Yeah. He had uh, 37 touches this year. I think he's averaging about 30. Um, but dealers to free agents usually play one or two years and then disappear. Yeah. Um, this is year three, I think, and it's his best year so far. Best year of his career. Um, so, it's amazing. Everyone's been talking up uh, Walsh and Rosie um, as young young bucks yep. coming through. Dersma's looking good, too. Uh, is Dersma yeah. the one that does the celebration? Oh, he has. You know, the arrow. Is that him or is that another lad? No, let's say it's him. All right. Um, when you're down by about eight goals and you've got a lucky free kick, maybe leave the the celebration in the in the back. Ah, <laughs> fuck that. Make hay while the sun shines, lad. Get in there. <laughs> Especially since you've got to run off to the ground as soon as you finish kicking the goal. But anyway. Yeah, it's a fortnight thing. It's got the kids doing it. Yeah. <sighs> Damn millennials, eh? Um, on to the Bulldogs in North. Um, geez, I wish I knew about uh, the Brad Scott thing before I put my tips in because they oh, were never going to lose this game. Absolutely not. Uh, still, it's pretty frustrating <laughs> when they've shown they can play this way against the Bulldogs who have been pretty decent at uh, Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Um, so I know it makes North supporters feel better or worse. Well, it was a great game. Yeah, yeah and uh, to be honest, I think one of the highlights of the game was the umpiring. They... Yep. They put the whistle away quite a bit, and they were consistent with it. 
So yeah. there were, um, I think Bulldogs won the free kick count pretty handily, but most of them were there, and the ones they didn't call, they didn't call both ways. So I got to about halfway through the match, and I'm like, geez, I don't think I've been upset with the umpiring at all. It's no. been pretty good. All, so, your, all your own players. This is unusual. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the unusual. Even, well. even Luke McDonald did some good stuff, and uh, young uh, Atley had some brilliant forward 50 entries. Um, kick it to a bloke in front of him, and he can mark it. Who the fuck knew? Not um, Melbourne. Yeah, utter, utter amazement it was. And Mason Wood decided, oh, fuck, I might play footy. Well, look, it was 19-7 to 7 free kicks, uh, Bulldogs way. Compare that to the Hawthorne Port, which was 27-18. to 18. Jesus, well, that's a lot kicks. of free kicks. Yeah, yeah and that, I think that's uh, a better way to go. Like, uh, there are times when some players need to just pull their fucking head in. Um, and from memory, oh, who was playing on Brown? It was someone who wasn't supposed to be. Uh, probably Fletcher Thomas. Uh, what's his name? Fletcher. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, I've forgotten. Like um, I said, I was watching the Hawthorne game. So he was a, a part-timer anyway, and he, he shouldn't be playing on him, but he gave away a few easy kicks and just kept doing it. So Brown kept getting kicks. Um, but that comes from... Trengrove? Uh, Trengrove. It was Trengrove. It comes from not being a permanent backman too. Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of a utility... You know, oh, he's kind of a ruckman, kind of a forward, kind of a backman. So mm. to then go and stand, um, you know, a genuine uh, forward, not going to be an easy afternoon. Mm. And North scored most of their goals off turnovers, uh, whereas Bulldog scored most of those from centre break or clearances. So even though Goldstein was uh, given um, the other ruckman, can't remember his name at the moment. English? English, that's it. Who's only, uh, what, a few games in? Three three years, I think, on the list, but yeah, probably... But ten games in or something? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Um, gave an absolute bath, but uh, Bulldogs were actually able to get first use through their midfield. Um, that was That's concerning. Like You've got a, a midfield that North has, which is in and under. Goldstein, who's getting first touch, and you're not getting away with the centre breaks. That's, that's not right. It's just uh, lucky that they were so hyped up, they were able to pressure the ball carrier <laughs> and the defence and the... Um, Contested marks to get it. And a lot of the young players stepped up too. Young uh, Taron Thomas is starting to look all right. Couple of goals. Yeah. yeah. It, and it was a bit silky too. Not many players can goose step the bond. Uh, managed to do it quite handily. Yeah, I think North Melbourne shared the ball around well. Like the goals were spread out, yeah. which is probably part of the reason why they won because there were so many avenues. And when you have to drop part-timers back to try and cover Ben Brown, then obviously yeah. things ain't working. You're trying to well, plug too many holes with not enough pegs. Not just yeah. that, but... Uh, spread of goal kickers and eighteen seven. Yeah, that's yeah. really great. That's yeah. using every opportunity you got, but also a spread of angles. They weren't kicking to the one spot all the damn time. Yeah. Which uh, you weren't kicking to one spot all the time. People tend to put a person there. Yeah, it gets yep. a bit predictable. Um, and Cam Zerha was able to bang him from just about every damn angle. Um, missed a couple, but you know that happens. And uh, there was just a lot of options. Higgins was um, back to his old form, which was great. He seems to lift against the Bulldogs. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. Um, but on the Bulldog side, uh, Libertore was up to his old tricks. He was just hard and clever, but sometimes a bit too clever. He messed up yeah. a couple. Um, but no, I actually really quite enjoyed the match, obviously. Yeah, it was, it was a good game. I mean, and North winning as yeah. well, but both teams had a shot. You yeah, know? it was a bit... North let him in a bit in the, uh, in the fourth, and they probably should have iced the game much earlier than that. But, you know, you can't... Uh, can't be too upset when the emotions get a bit of the better of them and they maybe blew their load a bit early. And uh, it was good to see, too, after the match, um, Brad Scott coming out and players 
Okay. Covered with him, give him a hug and everything. Apparently they tried to lift him up on their shoulders and he was like, fuck off. <laughs> uh, he almost uh, ironed out Kingy, apparently, if you listen yeah, to the stories. couldn't carry through the season. You're not carrying through this pitch. <laughs> but it was funny, though. They talked about um, him, uh, Scott trying to ship and shoulder Kingy. He got nowhere near him. Well, it was funny because I thought that too. And I thought he might have brushed his shirt, you know. Um but even Kingy was on AFL 360 last night, and he said, oh, yeah, I regret doing it. I'm like, doing what, though? You didn't really do anything, but I think it was just plain nice. Well, I think it was to Kingy's walking towards the, the playing group, and he's sort of cutting into where Brad Scott had to run. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, one of those ones, if you're, like, running for a train or whatever, and some dickhead's on his phone stepping out in front of you, you're like, you know, fucking dickhead, where but, you, what are you fucking walking? And that's kind of what I saw Brad Scott yeah. doing. Just like, fucking dickhead, get out of the fucking way. Brad Scott did veer slightly to the right. just to, So he just missed him. But I thought, yeah, whatever. It's nothing. It's whatever. It really is not, not that. It didn't, well, let, it didn't deserve the, the uh, coverage it got. Well, King ain't going to chase him. No, definitely not. Um, and, oh, and all the commentary about it and everything, it's like... Yeah, it didn't deserve he's, what it got. He's quit, lad. Um, you know, done. Um, on to uh, Adelaide and West Coast, which is a decent game, if not a little bit scrappy at times, but um, very topsy-turvy because, uh, um, you know, sort of Adelaide got out and then West Coast come back. You're like, all right, West Coast are in. And then Adelaide just went bang. Um, and uh, once the rain sort of come, it slowed them down, both down a little bit, I thought. Adelaide should add it. Like, uh, you get out to a lead like they did, uh, five goals, six goals at one stage. You should be able to ice that after halftime. But, uh, and especially in the wet. Yeah, three goals in the second half is really where Adelaide lost it. Yeah, uh, which three goals in the second half is fine if it's wet and both teams are struggling. But Yeah, the other team kicks ten. Yeah, that's, uh, that's your problem right there. Um, bigger bodies on the West Coast helped as well. Um, and also, I, I do think that uh, you know, Eddie Betts has really let us down here, you know, being Indigenous around. Entire country down. Yeah. Um, we're expecting it. Like, I would have loved to have seen his heat map for Indigenous <laughs> around. It's just the, the two boundary lines. And that's it. Nothing else. Um, and you can understand it. You know, you, you play to your strengths. But, um, yeah, he keeps a couple of goals, but they're very simple. And I'm just like, eh, mate, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Go out and try it again. See, do you think that's a coach killer too? What, not kicking goal of the year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, let everyone down. Um, yeah. And also, I think this is the first time in a while that West Coast have gone to Adelaide Oval and not won with a goal after the siren. It's just shit. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, also a bit of scrutiny on text for pulling out of contests. And I don't know, does he look right? Looks like maybe he's not right. But we've well, been saying that if he's out of touch, put him on the ball, send him off the wing or something, um, yeah. get him around it so he can you know have have an impact when. Otherwise, he gets scrutinised for not having an impact, but he's stuck in the goal square. Yeah, and he's, he's not getting the ball. Out he's getting on Twitter saying, "Could you shut the fuck up? I don't want to go running." Yeah. <laughs> well, he's playing up the ground a little bit more. I mean, he is marking it, at, you know, on the wing or yeah. uh, centre half back. Um, if they want him to be a genuine full forward, then play him as a genuine full forward. But I don't yeah. think that's what um, uh, is in the Crows' plans. But how many players can they drop for poor performance? Because Josh Jenkins they've dropped because he can't get a kick in the AFL, and he's kicking bags in the sample. Yeah, Bryce Gibbs they've dropped twice, um, yeah. and just really looks like they they're not, not on poor form. I thought he was in playing well, decent. Well, that's not decent. Good. Well, so did he. Yeah, um, that's the thing. So he's not doing something. Yeah. There. Who is his SNFL he's, team? Uh, the Crows have a team. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. He, he hasn't been um, doing the glassing up at the uh, hour. <laughs> yeah, it must be. So I mean. <laughs> At some stage, you, you can't just keep dropping players to send a message. 
the message yeah. is there. Yeah, like, they understand. It's maybe you got to try something different, Chad. Well, the other thing in the uh, in the news has been: is it time for Tex to stand down as captain? And he's joint captain this year. Yeah. Um, look, if he felt like it, I'm sure he would. But uh, as it is, he's the spiritual leader of that team, if nothing else. Um, but you know, like Boke, maybe stepping down just means less responsibility. Well, he can focus on kicking goals and sinking bots. Well, Boke's had the. He, I'd say career best year since stepping down, but oh, yeah. look, maybe it's an option. Maybe he wants to do it, but um, I reckon it's a shame if that happens because he's one of the more um, genuine leaders. Yeah, um, most loved too. Like he's got the support of the players, and I yeah. feel like your yeah, captain doesn't be your best player. He has to be the one that can, you know, the best leader. Yeah, round the troops up, get them sorted out, and he, from all accounts, he has complete faith in the the playing group. Yeah. Um, it's just um, the outside pressure. Adelaide media's got fuck all to talk about. Yeah, oh, and yeah, he gives that. you something in the media too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that larrikinism, it's, it's not just for a good laugh here and there. Yeah. It, it gives the club a little bit more interest and, you know, um, it's uh, something that the kids will hang on to. That, yeah. You know, you create supporters for the next generation. Well, it's that honest pride too. Like, um, you should be hard-pressed to have a, a person in the AFL who's prouder to pull on the Guernsey than him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Particularly, you know, going for the team since he was old enough to swear. So three, um, you know, and that matters too. Just pride in the club and uh, pride in the jumper. Yeah, yeah, and that's if you're the sport of the players, then one of the hardest part for coaches is getting the team all on the same page because you've got so many different competing personalities and people from different, uh, you know, ages and different backgrounds and all sorts of things that you need that unity. So if you've got yeah. that, I think it would be very detrimental to just knock that on the head and start again because who are you going to choose as your next one? Yep. I mean, that's. I think uh, when you choose the next captain, it's probably rebuild time. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's their problem. No, uh, at Adelaide, no, the problem is they've is. got eighteen midfielders. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. Um, all right, on to the next one. We got Gold Coast and Geelong. Um, interesting that Gold Coast really gave themselves a chance here. Yep. Um, and uh, I was watching in the last quarter. I thought, you know what, this would be a great upset if they can pull this off. It'll be seventeenth yeah. over first, which I think has never happened. Um, but in the when it came down to it. They really gave Geelong the game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There was even that one deep in the last quarter where, uh, if it was if it wasn't Sam Day, I'm sorry, I've, I've forgotten. Yeah, takes a great contested mark on the point post and then kicked it straight to Tom Hawkins. Yeah, he, better great. than he'd been hit up on a lead all day. Yeah, and when you're putting that much effort for three quarters, it's really demoralising. It doesn't matter who, what team you're playing against, and where they're on the ladder. You know that you're in there with a red-hot chance. You proved to yourselves you had what it takes to win, and your own mistakes is what cost you. Yeah. Let, let's be honest, though. The the match doesn't matter. It's the Gary Ablett moment that <laughs> everyone talks about. about. Yep. Um, and it, the mental gymnastics of some Geelong supporters. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. He got away with it twice. Yep. He slapped him in the face and then punched him in the jaw. Um, there's, there's no other description. Uh, I think the commentary was, oh, it looks like an open hand. No, it fucking no, didn't. No, 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 no. Nope, that's yeah. a punch. Uh, and then he apologised straight away. So, no, that doesn't mean you get off. Yeah, and also, I mean, hang on, but nobody remonstrated with him. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, that, that means something. Yeah, so I he didn't what, get punched back is what you're telling me. Nobody remonstrated with Barry Hall either when yeah. he knocked yeah. out Staker. <laughs> Different reasons, I fear. Well, I think someone did run in and then fall over. I, 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 I can't remember who it was. I think it was, uh, uh, can, was it Hunter or yeah. yeah, Adam Hunter. I can see his face. He looked like uh, Ben Cousins. It wasn't until, uh, I think it was Waters, uh, Bo, at the quarter at the end of the quarter who actually went up and did something that yep. Robert Walls was very happy with. Anyway, I've seen that clip a few times. Frowned upon him. Um, uh, but but uh, it, it 
it's at least a game. He punched him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure he got a game. That's what he came did. Out. He game did, and, fine. and he's accepted it. Um, you say the mental gymnastics of you Geelong supporters. I saw one on uh, one of my friends on Facebook who, tongue in cheek, said it was religious persecution. <laughs> 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 I like it. Um, but end of the day, they wanted to give him a week's rest anyway. They would have done it this week if uh, Paddy yeah. Dangerfield wasn't injured. So Geelong yeah. don't give a shit. It is Abbott, apparently, because no. he was trying to get a week off for a while now. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just. I think a lot of it is he's uh, he's having a great year too. That's the funny thing. Mm. Yeah, because um, like you said, this is the third incident where he should have got suspended. Yeah, um, in thirteen four weeks, I think. Um, Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If he was struggling, you go, okay, he's frustrated. Yeah. But he, he's averaging two goals a game and about 20 yeah. touches. And he's frustrated. He's got nothing to Maybe. confess on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's, uh, he's taking a bit of Gold Coast back with him, you know? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know he's All got right. a young, uh, he's got a baby at home, so maybe he's just sleep deprived <laughs> and he's just lashing out. But um, somebody else pointed out that he's having to tackle now and he's never had a tackle in his life before. Yeah. Maybe he, he has to do defensive things and he's never had to do that in maybe 17 years. Maybe it's just years. gotten good to him too. Like He's enjoyed tackling and planning some blokes. He's like, that was fucking great fun. You know what? I've been elbowed in the head <laughs> yeah. for 14 years by taggers. I might get in this MMA yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm going to actually go to training now. <laughs> <laughs> might actually try it training. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they're uh, just travelling along very nicely, the cats. I can't see how Well, maybe it's stop. just, uh, you know, living in Geelong, that's a survival mechanism. You have to just stab some cunt sometimes. Yeah, I don't think where he lives in Geelong, I don't think it's an issue <laughs> somehow. Collecting all those Gold Coast paychecks. There's still probably cash and checks from Gold Coast. Some might be bouncing. <laughs> all right, on to uh, Essendon and Richmond on uh, Saturday night. Um, it, this margin is really unfair, I think. Um, yeah, it is, yeah. should have been 80. It, it looked like it was going to be 80 at one stage. No, they yeah. kept tipping Woody Godless. Uh, yeah. That's all you need to do. Well, as soon as it started absolutely pissing down at about 6.30, you knew there was going to be a scrappy match and not clean. Um, but he expected both teams to be that way. But Essen just in the first half, looked all over the shop. Um, but Richmond still, the accuracy was fucking shit house, but in the wet, you'd expect that sort of thing. So hey, I, for the wet, that's not too bad. Yeah. Even in the first quarter, when um, somebody scrambled to kick forward and went through for a point, yeah. I was watching it with the old man, who's a Tiger supporter, of course, and I was saying, that's a good point. Like, yep. that's a score. It's, yeah, it's down so, like, That's all it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck has this Liam Baker lad come from? Uh, I don't know. Probably fucking dancing or he somewhere, was, shit like that. He was fucking aggressive as hell. He was a highlight to watch. Yeah. Well, he's he's always had the talent. He's just not used to the, the 
the pace of the game yet, so he gets caught out holding the ball a lot of times, but he's improved week after week, and now there's got to be more confidence from the team. He's yeah. like a red-hot option going forward, especially with our, our run-gun uh, from the back line sort of, sort of style. He's very good at sneaking around the outside and getting yeah. ahead of, of the, the zone. So with uh, Bolter, he's got a massive kick. He just drops it on his head from 60 metres away, and, and away he goes. He's doing all right, yeah. Bolter, isn't he? Yeah. He needed to. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, come across uh, packs really well for defensive efforts, but taking marks especially, and his, his ability to kick 60 off of one step, yeah. which is literally not even a joke, um, has really, really made people have to reassess where they set up their <coughs> defensive zones because he's only one kick away from getting a free shot at goal, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Baker's been threatening this sort of form for a while. He's been very good, yep. but just overlooked because there's always been someone else who's yeah. a little bit extra. So he finally gets his nod. But I, I was saying, I thought he was nearly best on ground uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the way he went around. I yeah, thought, yeah well, he Basher got like, had, a, had a big one as well. Yeah, I think Basher had, what, 37? Uh, Something ridiculous yes. like that. Yeah. Baker had 24 and nine tackles, which is fucking great yeah. from yeah. a, what well, essentially a fringe player. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Also, it does well, continue on with another good game. Uh, shows if something's... Was wrong. It's right now. Yeah. Or maybe you know. I agree. He, he looked like he had that look game. in his eye. Like he was brilliant last week. He was yeah. better last week, but this week he still had that uh, same intensity. Yeah. Um, especially on a night that uh, you know doesn't really suit um, the, the skillful players. Yeah, exactly. And obviously Sydney Stacks put together a couple of weeks. His uh, effort in the preseason pre pre game warm up. Pre game warm up. Yeah, it was definitely a, a highlight, um, especially on on Twitter and Reddit. Well. This, I have one disappointment in it that um, I heard uh, Prestia on the radio yep. saying that they all knew that he was going to join in. I thought it was a spare of the moment thing. <laughs> and I really wished it was because yep. it's just, ah, oh, mate, I've, I was in it. I was, liked it. I got involved. But anyway, yep. um, the other thing about Richmond this week is we've had the mid season draft and they've picked up uh, Marlon Pickett yeah. from uh, the, the Perth or from South Fremantle or one of yep. those uh, waffle clubs. Um, so you pick up a player in the mid season draft. He's got a broken finger and he's out for eight weeks. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we need to top it up now. So yeah. it's someone we can just sit on for a little bit. And we're in a position with young kids, especially filling out those small pressure uh, roles that we're inundated with. Um, so we can afford to pick up talent and actually take the time and getting them right. Yeah. And I think that shows with how our form in the VFL which is a really good breeding ground for getting people into positions that we need them to be in and basically diversifying the, diversifying the talent of the very similar roles we have at the moment, which is small running forwards and, and small defend, yeah. defensive pressure players. We can shift them across into different positions by running them through our VFL side who are performing very well and well coached. Hmm. Um, on the Essendon side of things, Langford kicked uh, three goals and he's been a bit of a whipping boy um, for Essendon for well, yeah. his career, really. Um, so it was nice to see him hit the scoreboard a bit. Junk time, whatever, but you still got to keep the goals. So. Yep. Um, they're a bit of trouble, the old Dons, with uh, Stringer going down in this game. And Shield uh, got an injury as well, but he might play next week anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think McKernan might have gone down again. Mm. So uh, very busy um, medical room for them, which yeah. uh, is not always a good thing for Essendon. No, especially with Shield coming across and hoping that your, your medics know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, and supposedly in contention. Yeah. Um, the other game that uh, the margin doesn't tell the story was uh, Melbourne and GWS on oh, yeah. on the Sunday. Uh, look, the final margin is 26 points, but it was 58 at three-quarter time. Uh, yeah. It's almost insulting um, for your own supporters when you go and kick late goals to get yeah. the margin back. Yeah. Because there's no pressure anymore. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, just, you, don't know, you just feel better when you get that comprehensive thumping. 
Well, at the end of the game, we're like, we're better for every single quarter this yeah. game. There is something about it that you feel you feel it, better about it. And it shows the determination. Like and yeah. Geelong, I think, have been famous for it throughout their history. Yeah. Is when they get 100 points up, they go, all right, 150. Yeah. We're yeah. going for 150 now. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, As a, if I were a Melbourne supporter, I would not be impressed with the comeback at the end. Like, yeah. I'm just like, no, fuck it, guys. You've laid down for three quarters. You may as well lay down for four. Exactly. And Take I mean, your licks. Melbourne won the last half, and they didn't deserve to win a quarter, basically. No. Um, the amazing thing with GWS is uh, they've got the Coleman favourite in Cameron. Yeah. They're finding goals elsewhere. Yep. So Finlayson's had a couple of bags of five, and in this one, uh, Himmelberg yeah. pops up. Himmelberg's taken some really nice marks. He finds a bit of space, and yeah, there's just the the actual delivering on the set shots that's been a, a bit of an improvement for him. But he's always been strong, strong lead, strong off the blocks, and takes a good overhead mark. Um, but yeah, really realistically, there should be someone dropping across into his uh, his leading line and helping out to spoil. <laughs> But, yeah, Melbourne just don't have the, the cattle to be able to do that. Oh, they just didn't have the, the the football smarts to get in the right spots yeah. either. There was that one beautiful one. I think it was Himmelberg who uh, didn't take possession of the ball, just tapped it on, and Jeremy Cameron ran into an open goal. Yeah. And you're like, this looks like training. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's just warm-up, basically. Um, yeah. And, again, like every game I've seen of Melbourne this year, their delivery to their forwards is just it's like they're speaking a different language. Yeah. It's just I can't believe you can have a midfielder give that much that much ball and doesn't know what to do with it. Yep. Yep. Still denied the uh, Bruce Mumford show that I wanted to see for the last three or four good. years. Would have been good. Yeah. Um, although uh, winning the taps is one of the few things Melbourne did. They got slammed in every other stat. Like yeah. disposal efficiency, well, total Maxi tackles, Gorn everything. was brilliant. He was uh, good around the ground too. Yeah, he took yeah. so many intercept marks. And he actually had clean skills. <laughs> but if you pick the best 10 players out of the game, he was the only one from Melbourne in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Josh Kelly as well, 10 tackles, a hand, like bunch of fucking disposal, just like and play. Yeah, lazy goal. Yeah, lazy goal. Just, geez, the lad's good. Where are we coming to North? That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right, on to the Benny Hill game of the round, which is uh, the Saints and Carlton. Um, it's nice when the two shit teams have a bit of a blue, well, a this, bit of a Donny. This was two shit teams playing an absolute shit game, so yep. I'm glad someone was pissed off about it and started a fight, because <laughs> that was the only entertaining thing about this game. It was embarrassing. Well, it was last week when uh, Mark Murphy got hit, and uh, Brendan Bolton said, oh, I was disappointed that nobody flew the flag. Yeah. So this week, a midget hit Levi Casbolt, <laughs> yeah. and they thought, oh, yeah, we'll, go, we'll go, go there. Yeah, <laughs> see, I did it, I did it. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like... <laughs> There was no cohesiveness. It didn't seem like Carlton didn't have a plan full stop. And yeah. St. Kilda seemed like they were better than the worst, basically. And that's how the game it, sort of That's flowed. how it, it panned out, yeah. Yeah. If you're Josh DeLuca, who's, uh, who they picked up in the mid-season draft, can you knock it back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think you can, unfortunately. Poor lad. But, I mean, he was there at, uh, at Frio um, when... Oh, yeah. no, that might have been all right when he was there, actually. I was going to say during their shit years, but he yeah. wasn't. Um, yeah, well, anyway, you, you get... Gets another chance and, you know, gets uh, he might actually play this week. He might yeah. have to. Well, Daisy Thomas is out. He, he might be straight in. And also, we've got the news that uh, Paddy McCartan is done for the season. Amazing another interviews. Another knockout. Yeah. Mm. No, not another knockout. He's just, no. they've ruled him out for the season. Right. And it, it could be career ending. Well, it right. should be. It should that's, be. That's, that's the point. That's what we were talking about when we heard about it. Like. Obviously, it's a different sport, but in mixed martial arts or anything, if you get knocked out, you're off for basically a year. Like, it's yeah. three months mandatory suspension from the the UFC, but from a health perspective, you're not going to fight you're him for same. another 12 months. Yeah. But obviously, in AFL, 
there's a, a big loss for a season because you're, you're obviously seasons only five yeah. six months or whatever, whatever it, is. it is. Yeah. So you can't really afford to play it that long, but. The result is that they, you know, get fucked up in the head. Well, he did a brilliant interview on Triple M um, talking about it. And he said, you know, you can't go to the supermarket when it's busy because it's just, it's, it's too lights. noisy. And the lights, yeah. it's too noisy. It's too chaotic. He's lost his identity as a f- footballer. He's lost his identity as himself. Like, it, it's not get better for, you know, yeah. so you can get back into the game now. You're doing a disservice by even dangling yeah. that character in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Offer him a job in coaching, yep. in development. Do yep. whatever you can. Like, so make sure he's not out in his ass and ends yeah. up, you know, um, bloody uh, broke in, in six months' time. But football is not in his future. Yeah, don't, That's it. don't put a mm. fucking jersey on him. No, no, it's it's done. He can be a coach. He can be teaching to be a scout. Yeah, and this should have been last time that happened. It shouldn't yeah. have happened yep. this time again. I'm just picturing him turn up to work on Monday in a boy scout uniform. Yeah, like, and, and I'm a scout. <laughs> <laughs> Great, you know, do something. But um, I think it is, it's borderline bloody um, uh, criminal. To, yeah, to yeah. actually even be thinking about playing him again. Well, because there's been players um, from past... And people talk about how football's uh, apparently softer now, but I'll tell you what, the players are hitting harder than ever fucking before. Yeah, sure. So I don't buy into that shit. And also, the players from previous generations are now trying to get class actions yeah. with the AFL, yeah. the CTE. Yeah, semi, like, literally retarded. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have had frequent concussions, but that's also back in the day when... You get knocked the fuck out. They yeah. just sort of give you some smelling salts and you're back on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, go, go hang out in the pocket for a bit. You'll yeah. be right. Yeah. But I tell about people online like, oh, you know, they haven't got the toughness of the old days. Like, they're more tough than the yeah. players in the old days. Yeah. They, oh, they give them a fucking high. athletes. And the old players in the old days are fucked in the head now because of yeah. all the concussions they had. So why are you referring to yeah. that piece of history well, well, like it's a glory days? It's not. Why are you striving to reach that goal? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's not the goal to reach. No. We've reached, we've reached there. We passed it. And now we're moving fucking yeah. forward. We want to be better now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, poor bastard. But Gary Abler deserved three. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the final game, uh, Frio and the Lions. Um, it was a decent old game. Um, I thought this was a great game, actually. Yeah, yeah it was. It ebbed and flowed really well. The skills were, were up there, which is surprising for Frio, who have not been a skillful mm, team yeah. this year. Um, and you've got to say, well coached this yeah, game yeah. as well. Because yeah. everything uh, that I saw was uh, Brisbane would get the ball down back, yeah. and they would... They couldn't run. They could not run because there was nowhere, nobody was moving and they had no options. Like yeah. it was all closed down. So they had to go slow. Um, yeah. And God damn, they were using the ball well. They, they'd hit those really like, well. Yeah. Those little 25, 30 meter passes down, 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 yeah. down. But if they missed one, yeah. Brad Hill was best on ground by a country mile and was running through the middle every opportunity he got. Absolutely. That was so dangerous when they got moving. And especially how they set up once that turnover happens, where I thought Conker played well across yeah. that like half, you know, pretty much the wing to be that person who would set up uh, the next hit going forward. And he'd just grab it, turn, and there was always options running through there. And who's the fellow with blonde hair who's playing in the back? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. I thought, like, first time he's really coming up to my radar because I haven't watched many free games, but yep. I thought he was excellent. Um, he's 32 in, touches. He's in Endeavour and... He was all over the ground, and he, he had that confidence to be have poise in, when it was under pressure. And I thought that was a big factor of this game on both teams was the poise they had to be able to kick it around. And like we were talking about before with Brisbane, who would chip out to the pocket from fullback and yep. immediately like, no, what are you doing? This is always where they want you. Yep. And then they'd find a player and they'd figure their way out, which shows an intelligent team that's working together and has a goal. And it worked for three and a half quarters. Yeah. Yep. When it came down to that final three or four minutes, they just could not get past half for, half yeah. back. And Fife really stepped it up in that last yeah. half as well, um, going forward and just... And lobbed in that know, last five when, you, when you're that good, it seems like luck goes your way. 
So it didn't matter. The ball was in dispute. There's a contest. There's spilling around. And, you know, just somehow yeah. it's going to end up in his hands. And it wobbles around. It's that someone's foot. Punches it out of their, their lap. And all of a sudden he's got it. He's the the bounce goes your way. You yeah. make your own luck. You know? Yeah. Yep. You've got to put yourself in a position to get lucky. Yeah. And Michael Walters, I thought he was, had a phenomenal game. I thought he yeah. was really, really handy. Who was the forward. difference in the end? The point yeah. after the siren. Yep. But even before all of that, like, it should have been a goal, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> But before that, he it was like a goal. when I was going forward, he was involved in most things, but looking to pass off and looking how to set up those goals um, showed a, a development to his game, which, uh, you know, it must have been uh, something he's worked on for a couple of years because he was very yeah. goal-focused for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he would have given All-Australian a nudge the last few years, and he's just yep. almost got there, and I reckon he's improving every year, though. Yep, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, the Lions, I think, just ran out of pace uh, a little bit at the end. Yep. And mm-hmm. their uh, precise kicking game, it just broke down and, and they had to go the long bomb a little bit too often. Yep. That last yeah. couple of minutes, Rory Lobb was uh, just too big of a, a man to get over. He was. He made some pretty shit-ass mistakes, though. He did. <laughs> he almost gave it up. He did. He did. It's also funny seeing the Lions go goalless for two quarters. Like, <laughs> yeah. pretty unusual for that to happen. And um, still being with a chance. Well, yeah, um, not unusual for them to happen in previous years, but uh, this Lions squad, I, I think they'll be really well served by this, probably a bad beat in the end. Uh, a little know, bit. Got point after the siren and whatnot. But uh, it, it's the intensity of pressure amongst the young lads, like McCluggage's rain or whatever. I think it'll do them really yeah. well in the future. Well, that's it. I mean, that was lost by a point, and they got nothing out of Cam Rainer. Um, no. He was... Uh, it, I was taking one good mark, and I think he fucked it up after that. Yeah, and you know, I was joking when we watched it. I thought, you know, Fagan should have tagged Rayner <laughs> the amount of uh, effort he was putting in. Um, so, I mean, they they obviously have a lot of room for improvement, yeah. um, which is shit because they play Hawthorne next week. Um, anyway, so that uh, wrapped up the, the round, and we had the uh, the mid season draft during the week. Did you see uh, Glenelg? Yes, I did. I did. Um, I, I noticed this, well, because there was fucking everywhere, but also because North picked up, um, uh, I forgot his fucking name, um, Old Mate. Old Mate? Yeah, Old Mate. And apparently he's leading the SNFL goal kicking, doing fucking uh, top job there. For Glenelg? For Glenelg. Okay. Um, and, you know, North have got about five uh, mid-height forwards, decided to grab one more. Yeah, love and life. As you do. But, um, yeah, Glenelg got fucking shitty about it. They weren't happy about it at all, were they? They, uh, they re- lost a player to the AFL. They released a statement saying they're not happy with the mid-season draft. Yeah, <laughs> Lachlan Hosey. Does, yeah, cool uh, story, bro. But no, apparently it's because um, they don't have a mid-season draft, so they can't replace him. Well, what were they paying him? Fuck but, all. What are they yeah. going to pay him? bit more. More. <laughs> I haven't watched much of SANFL, so it was kind of a shock for me to see... Uh, the Glenelg Guernsey has a sponsor on the stripe. Oh, yeah, really? It's, um, That's weird. It's it's wrong. Like, imagine if Richmond did that. Just put yeah. a, a sponsor's logo, and it was a long, thin one. I can't remember it was at the moment. At Instagram. Um, all the way along the stripe. It just it just seems wrong. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were pissed off because you know he's uh, one of their best players. Obviously, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, West Adelaide lost their two best midfielders. Um, you can't replace that. Um, and. I, they said there was no compensation, but I'm assuming the um, the fighters' fee still is part of the payments for the oh, mid-season draft. Don't know, don't know at all. I would say so. Yeah, but even that, that's not much. They're pissed off because lost a good player to a yeah. better league, which has just been wankers. But basically. Yeah, I know exactly, just been wankers. But remember, these players that they picked up in this mid-season draft wasn't against their will. No, like, no, they, they nominated. Had, they nominated for it, yeah. and they had to get picked up. Just be happy for a lad who's got a bigger opportunity. Yeah, like just. 
be like care about your players yeah. more than your own fucking club. And look, yeah. it happens in every business everywhere. Like, yep. how many people yeah. do you know? It's like, sorry, boss, I'm leaving. Oh, we really need you though. Yeah, but they pay me a fuck ton more money. Yeah, so he, if he got recruited by the Crows, would he play for the Crows in the SNFL yes. or just stay with, with yep. Goodell? Like, there, you'd have reason for concern because you just. He's playing against you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with this one, you're like, well, fuck, it sucks, but this is the way the world works. Hey, we, good for him. Yeah, exactly. That's all you had best, to do. Best of all luck. Look at us. We've provided, you know, one of the best talents in the midseason draft. Come to yep. our club. Exactly. You use it as a point of difference yep. you? when you when you go next, you know, in the off season coming up. We say, mate, see, we we turn out AFL quality talent. Look yep. what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was quite pathetic. Um, but anyway, that's uh, the small mindedness of some of those uh, yeah. uh, those clubs. A few interesting ones though. Uh, Kyle Dunkley getting in looks like he uh, could be something. He could be playing against his brother as soon as uh, this year. Yeah, but- it's a very interesting one because uh, he got overlooked in the draft last year. And then they reckon that uh, he's playing as a overage in the under-18s. Right. So I think he's 19 playing in the under-18s. They allow it for yeah. a few players and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and apparently he's been absolutely fucking killing it. Yeah. Um, and they reckon he might be better than his brother, who's at right. the uh, is he at the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, he had a great uh, great game against North, actually. <laughs> he's improving every day. So he might have been one of the better pickups uh, out there. So, uh, yeah, mm. very interesting. And... Um, Riordan coming through too, coming from... Uh, yeah, we spoke about that for uh, over from w, uh, the Waffle. Uh, yeah. Hawthorne took a pass. Yeah, of course we did. We don't do yeah. drafts. No. no. Drafts for you other clubs. Yeah, you watch how everyone else, how they go in another club and then yeah. recruit them. Then we'll, we'll wait. Yeah. yeah. We'll, you, 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 we don't believe in green shoots. You are mine. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We wait till the, tr- the fruit's on the tree. I found it funny. They were uh, talking up uh, Tip and Woody, uh, McDonald's Tip and Woody's cousin, yep. all uh, all through the period. Well, they're all 70 of them. <laughs> But um, I, I saw his stats. He's a little lad. He's only 65 kilo. Ooh. So you pick him up. He ain't playing this year. Well, you can literally pick him up. Well, yeah. Um, yeah he could get stolen by another team. <laughs> like, literally. Well, how much does Popolo weigh, you reckon? Oh, I'd put top him at 75. Oh, he's, a, he's a nuggety little fellow, yeah. though. Yeah, he's but, solid. Let's go Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel. He, I don't think Caleb would be much beyond 70, but I think 72 is achievable for him. I feel like that's um, a good guess, actually. Yeah, I'm running at 72.3. I don't know if Wikipedia is that accurate. All right. Uh, Piopolo, I've just checked it, 78 kilo. Yeah, he's he's a stacked little bastard. He's like a garden gnome built yeah. out of concrete. You start a suspicious. <laughs> Caleb Daniel, 72 kilo. Oh, there we are. Fucking balled oh, it. Nailed it. Um, so 65 kilo, you can get up seven kilos to Caleb Daniel. Two boxing weight classes. I, I think you're doing yeah. him a favour by not picking him up. Yeah. Well, if you pick him up, you're not playing him. Uh, no. Not even the VFL. That's too small for VFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, go down close. Half time. Um, <laughs> Oz kickers. <laughs> I've seen some of those Oz kickers. I reckon they'd do him. So I'm not surprised he didn't get picked up yeah. to play. I thought a team might have gone, well, fuck it. We'll put him on the list. Um, but at 65 kegs, uh, it's you need two pre-seasons. Um, otherwise, he could literally get killed. Essendon could do it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a look at round 11 then. And it all kicks off on Friday night at Marvel Stadium with North and the Tigers. So have North got more Shimbona spirit to go around? Yeah, I'm on it. Um, I think Tigers having ruck issues um, is the uh, well, and injury issues across the board is why North has a chance here. Okay, so you're going dilution. Brenton, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think injury's doing pretty well. I, mean, I, think, I think we've got this one, don't we? Yeah, I think, sure. I think so. But you never know. It could be an upset. Reece yeah. Shaw's uh, coaching debut. Yeah, I mean, North need to bring us down to their level of playing, basically, which they're not terrible at doing. It is one of their skills. <laughs> well, it's going to piss Bucket down, so. In Marvel. Marvel Stadium. 
Yeah, I'm still pissed yeah, about yeah, the Dan outside. Sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Collingwood and the Dockers at the MCG. Well, Collingwood, yeah. Yeah, it's to the hard MCG. Pick, pick the Dockers. They've done a good performance. They it's Collingwood. It's uh, Frio, and it's Frio at the MCG. Like, there's 3 0. And, and I think it's there's raining. a few back for uh, for Collingwood this week, too. And it yeah. is raining. This one, it will bucket down. Uh, Giants and the Suns. Yeah, we can lock in all three for Giants. Okay, Giants yep. there. We don't need to talk. Geelong and Sydney down at Goomba. Now, Sydney won the last couple down here, I've got a feeling. Yeah, like no Ablett. No Ablett, no maybe. Sarah, I mean, Danger. Uh, Danger might be might be back, might not be. But he said out last week. Yep. Um, you, you'd be brave to tip Sydney though. Yeah, Very I'm brave. Not. It's going to be wet as well uh, down in Geelong, probably. <coughs> so if it ever was a time to pick Sydney, it's probably now. But you're still stupid. So yeah, because yeah, it's Geelong. a GMHBA. I look, like, yeah. just can't go past Geelong there in general, especially not against the team that's sitting. I, I can't see me tipping against Geelong for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Lions and the Hawks up at the Gabba. Oh, I'm, on the, I'm on the Lions. Well, I mean, I think Lions, are they favourite? Oh, they must they be. Too close. They'd have to be. Well, they're sitting sixth and Hawthorne a ninth, so they probably should be. Yeah, checking the AFL app, they're uh, yeah, comfortable favourites. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close one because Hawks can, could figure their way out through the Lions' pressure. But Scrimshaw is out, who was one who was playing well. Bruce is in poor form. How's McAvoy? Um, McAvoy's no, another another month or so. Yeah, yeah. I think the Lions going to cross there, but it's going to be a close one because the Lions have a lot of really good big men. Yeah, yeah, um, they're big all over the ground. And I just i I don't see Hawthorne stopping. Like I don't see Sicily uh, playing on Big O uh, effectively. Right, really. no. well, I mean, probably would, but but I mean he's still going to play in the ruck more than forward. He's going to drift forward. Yeah, but, you know. Um, You've got uh, Stefan Martin in the ruck and, and, and Big O swapping in. Yeah. When he goes forward, it's a tough matchup. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you've got to, you can't play Sicily on him. I think you've got to put Stratton. However, they want Stratton to go on uh, Charlie Cameron, yeah. who's been tearing it up. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough matchups back there. I think that Brisbane have just got too many options all over the field. I think yeah. if they can keep the ball on the deck, Hawthorne are in with a good chance because a lot of those lads don't like bending over. But yeah. uh, shoulder to shoulder, Jesus Christ, I can't see them uh, matching them for strength. Uh, Harris Andrews has been killing it for Brisbane too. Yeah. Uh, the Demons and Adelaide in – is this Alice Springs? Uh, yeah. Or uh, Darwin? It's one or the other. Uh, Pretty sure it's Alice Springs. Yeah, I think it's Alice. Um if if either of these teams were playing anyone else, I couldn't tip one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that. Right. Uh, it's in Darwin. I'm going Adelaide, uh, only because I don't tip them often. This is like a guilt free Adelaide tip. I, I've been waiting for Melbourne to to bounce back, and I think I've tipped against Adelaide the last four or five weeks, and yeah. they've won more than they should have. So I'm going to tip Adelaide in this one to finally just mate. Just I'll just give curse. up. Yeah, just giving up on Melbourne. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Like I think. Again, um, if they can't win when Gorn's winning the taps like they did last week, I don't see where they win matchups yeah. apart from that. And Crouch, uh, Brad Crouch, has had a in a rare patch of form. Yeah, he's so playing it right, isn't he? Jeez, no, nah, no, nah, Adelaide, Adelaide, uh, yeah. St Kilda and Port Adelaide in China. Yep, yeah, you know, the infamous Jiang Wan Stadium. Yep. See, there's about uh, twenty leagues popping up in China. Is there really? Yeah, AFL yeah. is becoming an actual. Regional sport. Yeah, 20 leagues, but there's only four teams. Yeah, there's fuck tons of merchandise, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all a sham. Yeah. Um, uh, Port yeah, Adelaide, no Port, Ruckman, though. Uh, fuck it. St. Kilda. Yeah, same reasons before, just because I haven't picked them this season yet, so let's go for it. I do like that in the uh, mid-season draft, St. Kilda still picked up another jack. Did they? Oh, really? Just, just so, what yeah. they do. 
Um, I think whoever loses this becomes the coach under pressure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I've got to stick with Port. Undefeated in China. Yeah, I'm kind of with Port. <laughs> okay. Essendon versus Carlton. Oh, fuck. You'd love Carlton to win this one. Isn't this the hardest game to tip this weekend? Fuck, I'm on them. Carlton. Because Carlton beat Essendon. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Even last year, one of their only fucking wins was against Essendon. Yeah. You and convinced me. Fuck, I'm going for Essendon have more injuries. And all their players are too scared to drink now. <laughs> so if they can't have a drink, they're definitely going to try and win. Well, Daisy Thomas getting dropped actually does hurt a Carlton because he was playing okay. Yeah. I mean, he's not 2010 Daisy Thomas, but he's still playing I was going to say that. Oh, it's going to hurt him because he was playing okay. Okay is their yeah. fucking best. Well, yep, that's yeah, where they're at. Exactly. Very realistic. Uh, I'm going for Carlton. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, Carlton, Carlton will win this game. I've only tipped Carlton once this year, and it was the game they won against the Bulldogs. Yeah, I've tipped him again against yep. Essendon, and oh, it's just they're so annoying this game because they they can they just pop up and beat Essendon every year. And I love it every year. They so do. So I just want the fun to continue. Don't let the the you know pretend. Don't let the rest of the fans down. Basically, <laughs> like you let your own fans down. Don't do it to the rest of and us. And as much as I hate Carlton, I love seeing Essendon lose more. Yeah. Well, I guess this can put pressure on the coach too, whoever loses here. Whoever I mean, loses. Bolton's already under it, but if he wins, he's, uh, yeah. you know, he's got a, just, he's got some breathing could be, room. Could be the Brad Scott Cup, this one. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could literally be. And finally, West Coast are hosting the Bulldogs. Um, you'd think that they'd be too strong over there. You'd hope so. The Bulldogs might have a surprise well, up their sleeve. They've got some avenues to win, but uh, I think West Coast and uh, They've got a good enough game plan to shut down mm. whatever they're going to offer. Yeah. I think if the Bulldogs play mongrel ball, West Coast might just decide, oh, you know, can't be asked. But, uh, yeah, money ain't going on, Bulldogs. No. All right, that'll do us for this week. Yeah, good luck. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 